Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. And where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. If you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me at 0401-305077. That's 0401-305077. Or email at info at faithfm.com.au. Our theme for the week is the Bible and end time events. And our big questions, what is the mark of the beast? What state of life is there after death? Where on earth is hell? Can we have a thousand years of peace? And what is baptism? Our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Eric is a recently retired Aboriginal Bible wor- worker and... Uh, it's good to have you with us again, Eric. Hi, Nick. It's great to be back. Very pleased to have you with us, uh, Eric. We are going to approach uh, today a very interesting topic. And in Christendom, it's quite a sensitive one. What state of life is there after death? Well, Nick, you know, um, before I um, read the Bible, um, I guess we all have um, different theories and uh, and. Uh, Beliefs in what happens when we die, and unfortunately, we all die. We're all going to die, and uh, there are many, many beliefs on this. And uh, my belief was that I thought, well, you know, when I die, my spirit will live on, and uh, there'll be no break. It'll be just uh, uh, death, and then you know, and then uh, there'll be the spirit will live on. Mm-hmm. But since I've read the Bible, it's changed me completely, it swung me around, uh, you know, three hundred and sixty degrees into the belief. Uh, I mean, there's different types of burials, aren't there? Yes, absolutely. I mean, we are going to talk about uh, this uh, today. Uh, as you just mentioned, uh, uh, in the world, uh, different cultures, different religions, mm. and uh, you mentioned some types of burial. Mm. Uh, can you share with us uh, some of them? Yes. Well, you know, uh, here in the, the Western world, um, often, you know, the, the coffin is, is the burial that we have. There's, of course... Uh, that is the general one. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't like to live in uh, Tibet, for example, because they have a very interesting one. It's called um, uh, sky burial. That's right, sky burial, where they the dead are prayed for, and then uh, they're given over to devouring vultures. Vultures actually come down and eat the corpses. Eat them, yes. So I wouldn't like to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, in in ancient, uh, not that you know anything. You know, after you are dead, you are dead. You know nothing. And we are going mm. to see some passages in the Bible. Uh, mm. to night about that but in um, uh, ancient Egypt you know and it's very famous you know to know those mummified you know pharaohs Mm. um, yeah they uh, they practice that sort of burial yes I've Um, been to the museum and mm. and seen some of the uh, the the mummies there you know Mm. that's the way they did it yeah you know also in uh, India for example the Ganges River uh, in India uh, they have open uh, cremations Mm. Uh, over half of the world believes also in reincarnation. Hmm. Purgatory, that's another thing in Christendom. An uh, artifact 
from the Purgatory Museum in Rome is um, showing us, you know, uh, some um, uh, beliefs. You know, there are key questions, Eric, mm. we, we, we are looking at tonight. Yes, and also the, um, the Christian faith believes that the soul um, goes straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, or or maybe the other way, you know. Um, others believe in a in a place called purgatory, don't they? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I just mentioned about mm. that. And uh, but let's start with a few questions here um, for this, uh, Eric. What happens when a person dies, and how do we cope with death? Does it even matter what happens when you die? Because, you know, generally you die and you don't know anything anymore. Does it really matter? Mm. And one of the questions which I'd like to ask you uh, to start with, Eric, Mm. what role will the supernatural play in the end time events? We mentioned about that we are talking about the Bible and Mm. end time events. Now, there are all sorts of beliefs in the the Christendom, Mm. but also generally, uh, and let's look at few passages in the Bible. If you don't mind to look in Revelation 16, chapter 16, verse 14. Yes. And it reads there, For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. So here we see that uh, there are spirits of demons Performing signs, so Bible Bible prophecy actually predicts that demons will work, what I would call uh, signs and wonders, mm-hmm. that will fool a lot of people because these um, signs will be so close to the truth mm-hmm. that the Bible is talking about. So there is a counterfeit here caused by these demons. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And another question, just to to throw out there, um, Eric, uh, uh, by what methods? Should we test super, supernatural phenomena? Well, Isaiah 8, uh, 19 and 20 says, uh, And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and, wis- and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? It's interesting, this, these, these words, uh, to whisper and mutter, you know, whisper in your ear mm-hmm. and to mutter. Actually, the word mutter means to bring comfort. To, it's trying to um, coerce you into into your emotions, that you will believe what you are hearing. And so, you know, today we have a lot of, I mean, on the doors, uh, for instance, I have met witches, mm-hmm. people who train to be witches, mm-hmm. and uh, who say that, uh, I remember one time being in a home and pulling out a Bible, and the, the lady said to me, look, um, that's very good, but I get my power from elsewhere. Wow. So, you know, th- it, it is true today that even, but now they seem, some of them seem to call themselves white witches, which mean they do good. So mm-hmm. they're trying to swing it so that. It's, it's even harder to, to differentiate. It's harder to, for yeah. people in general, it is, unless they know the Bible. And you know, Eric, uh, as, as I said, we're dealing with this subject, what state of life is there after death? And people like to think that their loved ones, they are, yes. you know, well and good, you know, somewhere up in heaven. Yes. You know, we, if we continue in Isaiah, I know chapter 8, as you just read uh, those uh, passages there, mm. I mean, it says that, that to the law and to the testimony, mm. if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. Mm. If we want to ensure evil spirits do not deceive us, then the Bible is God's source of protection and 
truth to the law and testimony says uh, that passage in Isaiah yes and this in this passage here the the test is if they do not speak according to his word to the spirit given in the word so this is the test that we do to make sure that what we're following is correct you know i saw on the on the uh, just the other day on the news that one of the presenters was talking afterwards and they had a lady there with tarot cards mm-hmm. pulling out tarot cards and you know just selecting a card and and so a lot of people do turn to these things today trying to fe- seek as you say comfort and hope yeah and and uh, does god uh, give any warnings about consulting the dead Yes, in Deuteronomy, the Old Testament, uh, chapter 18, verses 10 to 12, it says, All one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. So the abomination of the Lord is a really serious word in Mm -hmm, the Bible. mm -hmm. It means it's really offensive to God. I mean, if you use the Lord's name in vain, it's called an abomination. So here we see this is very strong language here. God warns us uh, in the strongest possible language, as you just said, against making contact with our dead loved ones. Yes. You know, why does God emphatically oppose contacting contacting the death? And we have a question again here. It is possible for the death to talk to you? Well, it's interesting because the Bible talks a lot about uh, what the subject we're on tonight. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 5 it says for the living know that they will die. But the dead know nothing, mm-hmm. and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten. So it says and says here that the dead, you know, they don't know what's going on. Absolutely. So, and, and there is a text in the Bible that said that the dead do not return to their houses, which is interesting because a lot of people believe and can be fooled mm-hmm. into believing that this does happen. That's very good. The dead know nothing, mm. you know. And any contact with the dead is in reality contact with the evil spirits yes oh you know i do believe that people do see things and uh, and and things can only be said to them that only their loved ones would know but this is not coming from god and mm-hmm. this is quite clear that this is coming from a different source because you know really nick um this whole subject we're talking about tonight goes back to the garden of eden when the devil the snake said to eve you will not surely die if you eat from the tree mm-hmm. so that you live on and and this is what the devil is trying to in the last days trying to get across absolutely here. Mm. and the body dies but the soul goes on living that's another thing which people uh, may bring up uh, the devil has made this lie a key teaching of virtually every unbiblical religion Mm. And um, if we are going to just uh, bring, uh, you know, into summary a few things what we just said already, um, the question is, why is important to understand this subject? Mm. And if we like to answer to that is because if you stay away from contacting the dead, you are perfected. If you believe that the dead can be contacted, you have set yourself up for fatal deception from the devil. Mm. And here's a question, Eric. How did God create 
human beings. Let's look at this a little bit mm-hmm. to, to understand a little bit about the soul, uh, how we were created. Yes. Well, Genesis, doesn't it, 2, 7, and back in the creation story, says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life, and man became a living being. Mm. That's an interesting thing. says that the word... Uh, uh, being and soul are used in the Bible interchangeably. The Hebrew word for being is uh, uh, nefesh, is translated as soul hundreds of times mm. throughout the Bible. Now, you mentioned that in the passage you read, dust of the ground plus breath of life from God that equal a living soul or a living being. That's uh, quite clear from the Bible. Mm. Now, the Bible says that you are a soul. God did not put a soul into you, mm-hmm. into us, or into Adam and Eve. He put the breath of life into them, and they became a soul or souls. Mm. At death, you cease to be a living soul. Mm. And it's interesting that even in our saying, we if we say how many souls are living in this house, mm. you know, we use that uh, language, are we? Well, the Bible says in First Peter three twenty, it says that God saved eight souls in the ark. In other words, mm-hmm. eight people, eight y- persons. Yes, yes, yes. And I like uh, this illustration, um, Eric. Okay, let's let's uh, understand a little bit simply uh, by using the um, the, ener- the you know electricity, mm. and said, look, we have a globe here. And we have the power, the electricity in the wires there. And if we connect these two together with a switch, what do we have? We have light. Mm. Yes? But if you switch the, flick the switch off again, Mm. the globe is still there. The wires are still there with the, you know, electricity, but you don't have light, you know? No power. Yeah, it ceases to exist. That's a very interesting one. Uh, Again, body plus breath equal soul. Another illustration, Eric, which I like, I'm a carpenter, you know, and I like to work with uh, wood and uh, nails and, you know, hammer. Um, If you have a pile of wood in front of you, Hmm. and then you have a box of nails, what do you have there on the table? Wood and nails, yes? But if you start to put together some of that wood, you know, with the nails, knock it together and make a box, then what do you have from those nails and wood? You have a box. Hmm. Then wood plus nails equal a box. Again, body plus bread equal a soul. Now, if you if you like to pull apart uh, that wood and pull the nails out, you know, which I do sometimes because I need maybe to reuse the nails or whatever. Hmm. What do you have again? Hmm. You have again a pile of wood hmm. and a box of nails. You see, you cannot say that once you. But uh, put it together, that stays as a box. Whatever you're right, Nick, and it's interesting too, isn't it? That uh, when it says that uh, he formed us from the dust of the earth, they discovered that you know through science that we are have components of iron and calcium from the ground. Wow! You know, so it's showing that we have come from the earth. And the thing is that all we were was just a body, a soul. But then God breathed into us the breath of life it says and then we became a living being or mm. a living soul that's yeah, very right. important and mm. from above uh, the creation you know we have the breath you know the spirit if you like yeah. uh, body uh, you know plus breath equal a living soul we have life it's mm. uh, life is given uh, when we die that body goes where 
to dust. That's right. Yes. Mm. All right. And and the spirit, where it goes, the spirit. The spirit, well, in Ecclesiastes 12, 7, it says, And the dust will return to the earth, just as you said, Nick, as yes. it was. And the spirit will return to God who gave it. Absolutely. Mm. Now, a lot of people say here, Nick, Ah, the spirit has gone to heaven. Do yes. we live on? Are we living there? Yeah, yeah but uh, remember yeah. that the, uh, the Spirit says, we just looked at that um, mm-hmm. a bit earlier, uh, the Spirit of life, you know, the breath of life. God mm-hmm. breathed over them that breath, and they became a living soul. Mm. And that Spirit goes back to God, you know, that. Uh, uh, but we are not spirits, you know, we are living beings. Well, it's interesting, Nick, that this word spirit comes from the Hebrew word rishat, mm-hmm. which simply means breath. Uh, and in the New Testament, the word for spirit is the Greek word pneumo- pneumonia, mm-hmm. which which was where we get the word pneumonia from. It's pneuma. Mm-hmm. And so it means breath. So I, I know with the Mary people, you know, you've seen Mary people, they, they rub their noses for a kiss. Well, that they call that the mixing of the spirit, mixing yeah. of the breath. So all it is, God takes back the living power of that, what he's put into us. He just takes that back. We breathe our last. Mm-hmm. He's given it to us. He pumped. You know, when you resuscitate someone, you get them going, they breathe. Yes. And when they finish, they just give out their last breath. So God really does take back yeah. life from us. And he's maintaining that life in us. You know, yes, uh, that's yeah, right. Absolutely. Mm. Again, the spirit that returns to heaven is not a ghost no. or a person. It is the breath of life. Mm. This spark of life is a gift from God mm. and enable us to keep living. Mm. You know, we have to understand that from the Bible. All right, looking into another question, uh, Eric, what happens to our emotions when we die? Well, we go back to the Old Testament to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 9, verse 6, and it says, Also their love... Their hatred and their envy have now perished. In other words, they're completely gone. There is no emotion. There is no, um, they're, they're not living. This is, it's just a completely ended when we die. There is nothing. So this is telling us here now that, that we, there's no, we don't love, uh, there's no hatred and there's no envy. So life has stopped basically. And, um, you know, we don't live on. We don't have these um, uh, returning to homes and and having contact with living people. Mm-hmm. All that is gone. So people who who think that they're having contact with people and sharing things with them, uh, they're, they're sharing with something that isn't actually their real loved ones. All right. Look, uh, Eric, um, I would like to take a break right now and uh, just play a song. My faith has found a resting place. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM. Big Q&A.
You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with Nick Rita and our co-host today is Eric Hoare. Our big question for today is what state of life is there after death? Eric, you mentioned a bit earlier that uh, some people believe that, you know, yeah, we die, you know, the body goes in the ground, but the spirit goes up in heaven and uh, living there. But we have a question to address uh, in regard to that. Mm -hmm. Can a soul die? Well, the, once again, we go to the Bible, Ezekiel 18, uh, verse 4 says, uh, the soul who sins shall die. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're all going to die, aren't we? It's, we've all sinned. Uh, but, you know, Satan has, you know, as I said before, has propagated this lie that, you know, will not surely die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, this is where the Bible alone actually stands for the immortal soul. So what's happened is, that through tradition and through um, just not taking the words of the Bible literally, we see a, a diverse opinion where most people in the world, I believe, mm-hmm. think that we do. We go that the soul lives on. Yes. And I think this is uh, the majority of today. So those who who uh, really put all these texts together, there is a clear path uh, into what the Bible is saying here. Yes. While the world, uh, you know, the, the word soul and spirit are mentioned in the Bible more than 17,000 times, hmm. there is no one place that mention an immortal soul. No, and you'd think there would be, wouldn't you? If, I mean, if it's mentioned 1,700 times in the Bible, the words soul and spirit, you would think that somewhere it would, it would say that mm. we live on, but it doesn't. It talks about, which you'll probably have a study on some other time, yeah. about when Christ comes back to greet us. So I say to you, Nick, why would Christ come again if we already are up there in heaven? Yes, absolutely, it and we're coming to that. It doesn't make sense. We, are, we are coming to that. Mm. Um, who is the only one 
who has immortality, Eric? Well, First Timothy uh, chapter 6, um, 15 and 16 says, The King of kings and the Lord of lords who alone has immortality. So there's mm. only, only Jesus and you know God, the, the the Godhead, they are the only ones that have immortal. Yes, that have immortality. Yes, and do good people, Eric? Do good people go straight to heaven at death? What's your understanding about this? What the Bible says? Well, um, there's a couple of examples of this, and um, Acts chapter two, uh, twenty nine and thirty four says, "Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried." And his tomb is with us to this day. For David did not ascend into the heavens. And that's interesting, isn't it? That mm. it even talks that David is still here today in the grave. If you go in, uh, in the Holy Land, in Israel, yep. you'll still find uh, some uh, places there where, um, uh, you know, that plague. Mm. It's on the, on the wall or on the tomb. They're saying that King David's tomb. Yes. You know, Everyone understood, and as you just pointed out um, in Acts uh, 2, that uh, David, it's, it's here. And that was very strong language from, um, from our uh, fathers, the Christians. Uh, and in the book of Acts, the Apostle Peter, some thousand years after the death of David, mm. categorically states that David is not in heaven. Mm. Now, this may, may be hard for some people, Eric. Yes. may be hard because, you know, uh, you may lose somebody, you know, very, very close to you, mm. you know, and that can be devastating. Mm. And it's comforting to think that they are up in heaven well and, you know, mm. uh, people lose young ones in mm. accidents or all sorts of, uh, you know, uh, situations. Is this that Satan is ki- kind of pressing the sensitive buttons here, you know, to comfort mm-hmm. us, to say, okay, look, yeah, yeah, look, uh, they are up in heaven there, don't worry about that, well and good. Well, the Bible, Nick, talks about having faith, and, um, you know, sometimes we want quick answers. We want to, you know, we are, we can be easily led astray when our emotions are, are at that peak, like you're saying, when we've lost somebody dear to us. I mean, I, I always believe that my mum was up in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um I had I didn't read the Bible. I really I I read it now and then, but I didn't really study it, and I just accepted the teachings that were given to me yes. that she's up there. And I yes. think that's the problem. That I mean, if people listening today don't take our words for this, but look at the text and the yes. Bible on this, because that's where the truth is. Don't rely on men for answers, but but go to the source of power. And there's only one, and that's the immortal God. And here in His Word, as we've written, that people can be fooled by these uh, people who are uh, who believe they can talk to the dead and even the Bible back in Jesus day there were people that spoke to the dead as well and mm-hmm. Jesus warned he said don't even go there in other words don't even stop and listen to yes them. that's how dangerous you can be caught up in it and so this this is mm. an ongoing thing and we have another passage in the Psalms uh, 115 mm-hmm. verse 17 would you like to just bring us through that yes it says um, the dead do not praise the Lord, nor any who go down into silence. Well, mm. so, you know, it means that how can you be in, wouldn't you be, if you're in heaven, surely you'd praise him. Absolutely. You know, so it actually yes. talks about us singing to him. So it says that the dead do not praise the Lord. Yes. They are quiet. They're silent. There's no talking, you know. And uh, all emotions and worship ceases. 
when we die. Mm. That's why praise God while you're still living, mm. <laughs> you know, when you're still alive. <laughs> because right. after you die, uh, you cannot praise God. But there will be a time when Jesus Christ will come again mm. and will lift us up again, yes. resurrect us, and will be with God to praise Him forever and forever. Mm. Now, Eric, does the Bible teach reincarnation? We mentioned a bit earlier that some people believe in reincarnation. And does the Bible teach this sort of uh, uh, belief? Well, Hebrews 9 uh, verse uh, 27 says, And as it is appointed for men to die once, Mm -hmm. but after this the judgment. So it says that we only actually die once, that there is no Afterlife after that And and then uh, it's judgment That's Mm. very important Because uh, why is judgment for? It's to to really decide on your uh, You know uh, Case Yes If you like You know if you are either good And you're going to live with God forever Or if you You know disobeyed God Or if you didn't care about You know having a relationship with God And knowing God You will die forever You know you'll have eternal death That's right And we are going to talk about that uh, also a mm. little bit more. Mm. But reincarnation is one of the fastest growing beliefs in our world today, Eric. Mm. And um, what did Jesus call death? Well, John 11, uh, 11 to 14, and this really blew me away when I, I read this because mm-hmm. it makes sense. It starts to make sense. And it says, And after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought he was speaking about taking rest and sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is death is dead. So mm. what it's saying here is is that Jesus calls it a sleep. Mm-hmm. So we rest in the in the basically if we go down to the dust of the earth then we go to the grave and we it's like a rest there for us. I mean Lazarus when Jesus raised Lazarus up, he was late there, and they would question him, "Why didn't you come?" You know, and he said to them, "I he is sleeping." You know, and uh, they say it said in the Bible that there was a stench in there. He was obviously dead, but Jesus we called it a sleep because Jesus is going to raise mm. him and raise us up again out of our sl- out of our like a sleep, like a death. Yes. So when we when you go to sleep. And you wake up in the morning. That's what it's going to be like for us when we die. When the next thing we see is Jesus. It's like it's almost like nothing has happened in between. Mm. Beautiful. Absolutely. Mm. We're going to take another break, Eric, uh, and uh, we'll come back in. Uh, in this is an exciting topic. A cu- couple of minutes. Uh, <laughs> stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q and A. Into my heart. Into my heart Come into my heart Lord Jesus Come in today Come in to stay Come into my heart Oh, 
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. This is Nick Rita with uh, our co-host today, Eric Hoare. And our big question for today is what state of life is there after death? And Eric, we were just before the break, we were talking about um, what did Jesus call death? And you read uh, that beautiful passage in uh, John uh, 11, uh, which says, And after uh, that, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is death. More than 50 times in the Bible, death, it's called asleep. Interesting, Eric, yes? Yes, it is, because, um, you know, you can you can go right through Scripture uh, to, to look for this immortality after, but, you know, Jesus always referred to death as a sleep, and uh, the disciples did not understand it, you know, uh, and they were confused, And um, uh, but, yeah, it's plainly, you know, 50 times it says that, for mm, sure. Mm. Let's look at another um, uh, case here, and I think this is very interesting, Eric. Did Jesus tell the thief on the cross he would go to heaven that day he well, died? I think because this is uh, this is very interesting. Uh, yeah. Lots of people will will point to that passage in the Bible. Let's uh, unpack a little bit this one. Yes, this was uh, one that um, I struggled with uh, to, to to accept this. Uh, if, if this is what Jesus is saying that death is asleep, what did he mean in Luke uh, chapter twenty three, uh, verses forty two and forty three? And it says there. And Jesus said to him, the thief on the cross, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, Nick, you can take this several ways, but we've got to understand that back in those days there was no punctuation. Mm -hmm. The way they used to write would be to, I say to you today. So if we said it this way, Assuredly, I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. So that's a different way. But if you say to you, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in Paris. What he's saying is, I'm saying you today that one day you'll be with me in paradise. That's a promise, you know, that you'll be with me in paradise. You're mm. right. You're right how you put the punctuation there, in, uh, even in the translations today. Mm. But even if, let's put it this way, Eric, even if that's uh, confusing, mm. now, did Jesus went into heaven that day when he was on the cross because this is mm. very interesting yeah. because we need to understand in context mm. we cannot just presume or uh, make an assumption yeah. that uh, Jesus said that mm. because uh, then will contradict himself now the thief on the cross will be in heaven but not until he is raised at the second coming yep. of Jesus Christ. Well, what happened, Nick? The answer to your question was found in John twenty seventeen. It said Jesus did not said. When he appeared to his disciples after the resurrection, he said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to my mm-hmm. Father. Yeah, so good. he hadn't gone to heaven. In fact, when the um, when the woman came to anoint him, uh, the day after he died, he died on the Friday. He rested in the tomb Sabbath. They wouldn't even anoint him, mm-hmm. his body, yes. on the Sabbath. And then he rose 
on the Sunday. So there we go. He hadn't even gone on that day when he died. He was yes. in the tomb the next day as well. Yes. But, you mm. know, people will say, okay, yeah, uh, Jesus uh, rested into the tomb, you know, but his soul went into heaven. And that's what we dealt with a little bit before with passages mm. from the Bible. Yes. How God called the soul. What is a soul? Yeah. And we need to be fair with ourselves mm. when we read the Bible and make interpretation of the Bible. Now, mm. question, Eric. How do we cope with death when it hits us uh, personally? How Mm. do we deal with that? We see, um, we will see those we love again. You know, that's the the pressure on, you know, because Mm. we don't want to depart. I mean, the the loved ones to depart from us Mm. and be a separation. We like to think, okay, we may not see them, but they are out, uh, out there well and and living and good, uh, this is quite difficult, you know. Mm. And uh, do you have anything to say in that regard? Do you have any experiences with people as you visit? You, you know, mm. you're working with the Aboriginal people, and mm. I believe they have all sorts of uh, beliefs and understandings and background. Yes. Also. Yes, they have a lot of dreams too, and, and often they'll tell me that, you know, that their loved ones have appeared before somebody who was dying. In fact, I was this morning praying for somebody who has only got a few days to live, mm. a young man, and it's so sad, and they were saying that, you know, that he's seen uh, some of his um, loved ones close by and, and all that sort of thing. But, you know, what we've looked at so far is what the Bible is saying is that when a person dies, he returns to the to the dust of the earth. Mm. And then the spirit, the soul dies, the person dies, so his body returns. And then the spirit or the breath of life God takes yeah. it back, and then the dead do not know nothing. Yeah. Uh, they don't go back to their homes. Uh, but what happens to the righteous dead at the second coming of Jesus? It says this is the whole point. So if we're in our graves now, mm-hmm. if people are in their graves who have passed away, uh, and it's like a rest, they're waiting for Jesus to come. It says this in John five twenty eight to 29. It says, Do not marvel at this. For the hour is coming which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and Mm -hmm. come forth. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Mm -hmm. So this is now a resurrection taking place. Yes. But we're in the graves until this time. We don't know when Jesus is coming. The Bible says no one knows, Mm -hmm. only the Father knows. No one, nobody knows when this is going to happen. So I believe, Nick, that everybody, because Jesus came to save, every person on this earth will be resurrected. Mm-hmm. Everybody, whether they want to be resurrected or not. Yes. But some will be to the choices they make and have changed their life. They've given, they believe in Jesus. They'll be resurrected to life. But it says here, those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. Mm, mm. So there is a, a two groups here. Yes. And when Jesus comes, uh, there is a beautiful picture of this in Thessalonians where the, the dead will be raised. But it shows that the angels go and actually his, he calls them from the grave. So when re, when Lazarus was resurrected, mm-hmm. he called Lazarus by name. Yes. Because he had the power to resurrect everybody. And if he didn't use his name... 
everybody would have come up yes, in their graves. Yes. So he has the power. This is um, this is the second coming of Christ. So if we're already up there, uh, like I used to believe that Mum was up there, why would Jesus come again to lift us out of the grave? Well, that's it a very good one. And uh, mentioning sense. Lazarus, you know, a very interesting one. Uh, um, Jesus said, "Come out." Yes, Lazarus. Yes. He didn't say come down. No, didn't say come down no. from heaven. You know, yeah. and how disappointing that would have been for Lazarus if Jesus would call him to come down from heaven, from that beautiful place, back into this earth again. That's right. And <laughs> very little is mentioned about Lazarus after this event. Yes, you're right. He would have been, hmm. he would have been telling what it was like up there and full of that. But there's nothing in the Bible. To, he'd called him forth from the grave, from where yes. he was, wrapped in the bed linen. Yes. Absolutely. The hope for the Christian is not death, but resurrection. Hmm. I think this is a wonderful thing to uh, to just contemplate on and, you know, to understand. Hmm. Uh, we are not afraid of death because, no. uh, you know, because of our sins, mm-hmm. we will die. That's, hmm. uh, you know, uh, I heard about this thing. Two things are certain. Yeah. And one is death. You know, the other one is taxes. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> people will say that two things are definitely you cannot escape. You no. Know? That's right. Uh, some people may escape the other one, you know. <laughs> That's true. All uh, right. If we went to heaven at death, the second coming and the resurrection would be pointless, you said, uh, you know, mm. and, and that's, that's so true, Eric, because then what's the point mm. of Jesus to come back again with his reward, you know, and uh, mm. uh, with all the angels of heaven and with, you know, the shout and the trumpets resounding, you know, his mm. coming to raise us up. Mm. I mean, if we are in heaven there, what's the point? Mm. What's the point to come? I remember I said this once to somebody of a different dom- denomination and he went to ask one of the elders and he came back and he just said, well, um, what they said, I don't agree with it, but he said what they said was that, um, you know, Jesus will lift the body up and put the spirit and the mm. body back together. But he said mm. that to, even that to me doesn't make sense. So he had questions mm-hmm. about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it says, doesn't it, in... Um, in First First Thessalonians four fifteen to seventeen, it says, "For the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, mm-hmm. and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Yes. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So, listen, uh, you know, to me, I only had one choice I could make to understand this and to accept this into my life mm-hmm. because I cannot argue with Scripture here. And I can't. And I, I truly struggle now because I used to believe the other way that you know yes. that, I, that my mum was up there, but now I struggle to understand how people could believe. The majority of people believe mm. that their loved ones are up there, but this text, these texts here, are clear on this: that the Lord will descend with heaven with a shout. Every eye will see Him. It says. Yes. So this is a big event. Mm. You know, there's going to be an earthquake. Things are going to happen, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. This yes. is the resurrection here. It's telling us that the soul does not live on. People don't live on. The spirit is gone. God's taken it back. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up in the end within the cl- with him in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus, so Jesus doesn't actually come to the earth. He doesn't touch the yes, earth. Yes. He, he is above the earth, but he calls people out. Mm-hmm. And we go up with them 
And yeah. that's the and, second resurrection. And, you know, uh, uh, it troubles me also, Eric, mm. uh, when uh, people are trying to justify some of the things in the Bible, their uh, own beliefs or certain things, you know, which these are very fundamental uh, beliefs, you know, of, of the Bible to understand, you know, uh, life after that, you know, the um, and uh, how God created us. And, uh, you know, that this is important. Mm. Why people will um, will try to make all sorts of stories around it. Mm. Uh, What's the point? I mm. don't understand. I mean, but one thing now, you know, looking from another side, is that the enemy, Satan, the devil, he will do everything what he can to mm. deceive us, to confuse us, to make us uh, believe all sorts of uh, things which are not true. I remember years ago, um, Billy Otto is a great evangelist uh, back in New Zealand, and uh, he told us one time, I was at a meeting, we're talking about this subject actually, he was taking a lecture on it, and he said uh, that one time at a camp meeting, he was at a Christian camp meeting, and he said that uh, his grandmother, who had been dead for a number of years, suddenly appeared at the end of his bed. And he said it looked exactly like his grandmother. It's this uh, image uh, spoke only things that his grandmother knew about the family. Yes. So it was personal, and 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 you know, and he could have easily been fooled. We could all easily be fooled by that to actually see it. You yes. Know? But then he knew what the Bible had said about the dead, that this could not be his grandmother, that the dead stay in the grave. They know nothing. Mm -hmm. They have no emotions. Mm -hmm. They do not return. Yes. So he said, if this is not of Jesus Christ, he said, go. And he said, the thing just disappeared. Wow. Bang. Wow. And I've heard stories, many accounts of that happening, that the power of the name of Jesus Christ will dispel those evil spirits. Mm. And so we, are, we can be fooled by what we see, and what we hear, so the only thing that will keep us on track is the Word of God, mm. as we mentioned earlier in the study here today. Yes, mm. yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, uh, we may throw another question, just um, what sort of body will be given to the righteous at the second coming? Well, Nick, you know I'm short, right? I'm, I'm a fairly, I come from a, a, a small family, you know, and I'm looking forward to this. For First Corinthians chapter fifteen, fifty-one to fifty-four says, uh, "For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality." So he gives us new bodies, wonderful, uh, and bodies that will not die. These will be immortal bodies. There'll be no more sin or sadness, no more crying. It's, this is beautiful, beautiful mm. text here. And we'll live forever with God in yes. eternity, and uh, sin will be no more. No. You know, uh, we we mm. were able to see the devastating effects of sin. Yes. And I believe there will be nobody no. again to, to want to experience sin again. No. You know, you know, when Satan, and this is a tricky one, mm. when Satan disobey God and sin, and you know, um, many people say, why God didn't stop him? What God didn't even cut him off, you know, uh, mm. and stop all the effects mm. of sin. But, you know, God allowed that to mm. see the fullness of his uh, disobedience, you know, mm. and the effects of sin. Mm. And then nobody, never for eternity, will access again. You know, you know we have the free choice, Eric. Mm. The freedom to to use our free choice, but we'll use that free choice in eternity not to disobey God again, no. because we'll see the effects of of and, sin. And this whole conflict really is talking about the character of God 
which is love and goodness and the best for us, mm-hmm. versus Satan's character, which is evil. He wants to bring the family down. He wants to destroy us. Mm-hmm. So this is the battle that that we that is going on today, and many people are caught up in that. And so that's why the devil wants to deceive, because he wants to bring people down. You know, there are people today who are handicapped and are, are blind and deaf. All that is through the devil's work. Yeah. God only produces good. I, you know, yeah. uh, at the beginning, you know, I didn't use the word miracle for devil for the devil because I believe my own personal life that the, the devil cannot create miracles. He creates signs and wonders. A miracle is something that is as good and mm. it comes from power. Mm. So, but he does produce. The devil produces signs and wonders to fool us. Yes, yes. and that is the key. Yeah, you're right to understand right. that. Yeah. And Eric, we are coming to to an end uh, slowly. And just before mm. we will uh, conclude um, for this program. I would like to bring another um, ad here. And uh, this uh, month, we are um, so happy to give away a book uh, called The Great Controversy. This is a wonderful, wonderful book. And I know that you work as a literature evangelist and you carry mm. that book, uh, yes. Eric, uh, with you for a long time. Yes. Uh, do you have any experience, by the way, with uh, that book uh, changing some someone's life? Yes, yes, it's interesting because it gives the history of uh, the Christian church and, and it's brought a lot of uh, people, when they start reading it, can't put it down because mm. it adds to the edges of the scriptures you know yes and uh it goes right through the reformation and right up to our day so if people are listening today it is really a good book to read so i hope they get it let's listen to some more information about that and we'll be back in a moment when your life gets harder and the world gets worse jesus has the answers do you need the hope that jesus will bring into your heart what about your friends family or workmates Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Wonderful book. Don't hesitate to ring us, uh, you know, write an email and uh, get that book in your hands. Today we are uh, talking about what state of life is there after death. And we are going to conclude, Eric, with just a few points here to remember. Uh, Would you like to take us through? Yes. uh, The first one, I think, is that um, a soul is a living being and and a soul will live and it will die. Mm. Yep. That's the first point I think we need to understand what the Bible is saying. And the second one is at death, people return to the dust of the ground while the spirit of life returns to God, the air, the breath. Mm -hmm. We don't have that breath. He gives us that. And the hope of the Christian is the resurrection at the second coming of Jesus. So my my mum that I thought was up there then, that we will see our loved ones again, but it will be at the second resurrection. Yes, that's very good. Mm. My dear listener, are you fearful of dying? Why or why not? If you like to share with us, uh, don't hesitate to message us or give us a call anytime, write an email. Uh, again, I'm giving you my uh, phone number. You can te- text us even right now uh, on 0401-305-077 uh, or you can uh, write an email to info at faithfm.com.au. Why do you think the subject of what happens at death is important important from God's perspective. 
I would like you to think about this. And um, what do you think? This subject is so important for God and for us to understand. And how do you think you would cope with the grief of losing someone you loved? And what sort of support do you think you would need? We'll leave you with this uh, uh, tonight. The Bible says that death is asleep. If you should die before Jesus return, it is your desire to be in the resurrection of eternal life. I pray that you may answer uh, with a yes there because definitely I would like to, uh, to experience that. Eric, uh, would you like to pray uh, for us and for our listener? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for such a wonderful God who loves us all. We thank you for a God that sent his only son that he may experience death for us, that he would go up on that cruel cross and that he would give our, our, his life for us that we might live. And Lord, as we've talked here about that we all die, that each one of us will die, we're all sinners, Lord. But yet, Lord, you have given us a way out that if we believe in you, all we have to do is give our heart to you, Lord, and you will mark where we lie. And that when we die, Lord, we'll return to the dust of this earth, waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for that. And we pray for all the listeners today, Lord, that have lost loved ones and ones that uh, may be struggling with this uh, uh, this topic tonight, Lord. It's, uh, it's maybe new to them. Please, Lord, may each one of us study the scriptures to see what it say, because it's very vital that we don't get fooled in these last days by what the devil does around us. So, Lord, we look forward to the day when you will come again and that uh, the resurrection will take place and we'll see our loved ones again. And we thank you for the comfort of the Bible. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eric. Thank you for that. Um, it looks like, uh, you know, our time is up today. Thank you for joining Nick Rita and Eric Hoare on uh, Drive Time Big Q&A. And please join us tomorrow again when we'll discuss about where on earth is hell. If you'd like to have your questions answered, don't hesitate to text me or um, email us at um, uh, provided phone numbers and emails. And really looking forward to see you uh, again. But until then, please remember, Christ said, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world. So don't be troubled or afraid. This is in John fourteen twenty seven. May God richly bless you.
Like the storm 